there. Good morning, it's good to see everyone. Dr. Diamond, Shkaya for coming. Welcome back. Well, the booze brings everybody out, all right. <laughs> the Purim also. So I wanted to discuss this morning the topic of uh, blended whiskey and uh, scotch, which is aged in sherry casks, not because of the upcoming Yom Tov of Purim, because uh, one is supposed to really uh, spend his time uh, drinking wine on Purim, not, uh, not scotch or other alcoholic beverages, but I wanted to discuss it primarily because of a pasuk in last week's parsha, which is uh, the basis for much of the discussion surrounding these issues of blended whiskey and sherry uh, casks. In order, though, uh, to get uh, involved in the intricacies of the issue, we first need to review some basic principles of uh, kashras, most of us, most of them which uh, we are familiar with. But the Pusik tells us in this week's par- in last week's parasha, parashat mishpatim, acharei rabim lahatois, when you're adjudicating matters uh, in court, whether it be in Beisdin, whether it be Dine Nefashis or Dine Mominis, we follow the opinion of Rav of the Dayanim. So in Dine Nefashis, it would be 23 Dayanim, or in Dine Mominis, 3 Dayanim. We follow the opinion of, uh, of Rav of the Dayanim, of the majority of the Dayanim, in issuing the Psach Halacha. And from this passage of Achrei Rabbim Lahatois, the Gemara Mesechtas Hulan derives a related principle of Azlinam Basaruba, that in general, not only when adjudicating matters in Beisdin, but in general, we follow, in many areas of halacha, we follow the principle of roiv. So, for example, uh, milk that uh, is taken from a cow, we assume that the milk is kosher, because the cow is a kosher animal, and even though the cow might have a trefa, it might have uh, some uh, imperfection, but roiv behemus ksherisein, most animals are kosher animals, not trefa animals, and therefore the assumption is that the milk is kosher as well. And this is all based on the Pasuk of Achrei Rabba Mahatas of Azlinam Basaruba. Rashi and the Rosh and Mesech Tashulim write that from this principle as well we derive a related concept called Bittel Beroiv. That if I have uh, one tray for salami that get mixed up with two kosher salamis, then we assume that all three are kosher. The one tray for salami is bottle in the uh, two uh, kosher salamis. And this is also uh, a related concept, a derivative of this uh, issue of uh, notion of zeal basaruba, zlina basaruba, <laughs> derived from the original concept of the fact that uh, in adjudicating matters in Basin, we follow the opinion of Roiva the Dayonim. How did we uh, extrapolate from the concept of following Roiv Dayonim to the fact that one tray for salami is bottle and two kosher salamis? So Reb Chaim explains in his say in Hidushim uh, the Gemara, that it's uh, because when we issue a psaq, when Basin issues a psaq, uh, and they follow right of the opinion of the Dayanim, let's say it's indeed a nefoshus and you have 23 Dayanim, so the psaq, even though it was only uh, a right of them, let's say, who wanted to convict, the right of them who wanted to acquit, but the psaq is as if it's uh, emanating, as if it's coming from all 23 of the Dayanim. It can't be that it's coming only from uh, 12. Because you need uh, 23 to issue the psaq. So even though 11 were dissenting, the psaq is, is as if it's issued by all 23 of the Dayanim, because when we follow the Rev. Dayanim, all of them uh, go along together with the psaq. So too said Reb Chaim over here as well. This, uh, that's how we could derive the concept of Bittu Beroiv, even though there is one tray for salami, but then we have two kosher salamis. So the two kosher salamis uh, are Mavata, the one tray for salami, and uh, it's as if all three become kosher, just like the Psak and Basin is issued by all 23 uh, of the Dayanim. However, all of this writes the Rajma and his Sefer Teres Habayis, which is the basis for Matav Shulchan Aruch and this is based on the Gemaras and Masech Tashul, and all of this is only when it's Yavish be Yavish. You have uh, one dry, uh, you know, separate uh, tray for salami that gets mixed with two kosher salamis. But if it's Lach Belach, 
if it's liquids that get mixed together, or you have uh, items that are cooked together, they get intermingled. So writes the Rajba, in that situation, the flavor is mixed all around uh, together, in which case it's no longer sufficient to have roiv, because you can't separate between uh, individual pieces. You can't separate it anymore because they've all become uh, intermingled by virtue of the fact that it's mixed or cooked together. So now, now you need 60 times the Easter in order to be Mavatavit. You can still taste the flavor of the macholas asurais v'nirgash bakol. It's felt throughout the entire mixture. So now it's not enough with uh, two versus one or fifty-one percent roiv to be mavato forty-nine percent iser. Now you need sixty times uh, the iser in order to in order to be mavato the flavor that can still be detected. Yeah. Yes. If you can't taste it, let's say you have... We'll get to that. Okay. Like, this is based on the concept... Do we pass them this way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is basic. <laughs> basic. ABCs. Biosis drive just from that percentage isn't enough to give it... Assumption up. is 60, it was 60 against 1, you can still uh, taste it. Once you have... 59 to 1, you can still taste it. Once there's 60 times, you can't taste it anymore. That's the, it's, it's not Allah Lamesh Misinai, that was what their, I guess, experience told them. If you have a situation, we're not, not. But we don't, uh, the Gemara and the Paiskim, the Shochnaruch discusses having a kveh or someone go out, go out and test it, have a guy, go out and test it. Can you taste it? Can't you taste it? We don't do that anymore. The assumption is 60 ta up to there, we're machmer, that you can still taste it. Beyond 60, we don't have to be afraid anymore that you can taste it. Going back to Yavish, so you have this tray salami sliced up and two kosher salamis and say you can eat all of them, all things? So my big machlekes and rishonim can one person eat all all of them or or can certainly different people if we serve it at the kiddush the person who eats this will be fine correct no correct that's concept bit of a rise but the person who you can't do it no but the person but ain mavat when once it's bottle you can eat all three the question is can one person eat all three because the mice I know I'm eating these are some rishonim hold yes that's the rajba holds yes. It's entirely Batel, or the other we showed him are Mahmer, that one person should need all three. But Lamai, so that's the basic concept of Bitter Baruch. getting the Tamisa. Why didn't you say Garage is hard? The person was eating that, that no. gets that not. I ate the Kasher Salami. There's no flavor of the Trefer Salami in the Kasher Salami. They're all dry. <laughs> Even if you know... Here, no, the no. time gets mixed no, up in the whole mixture. One, a, you know there's a piece of trefer salami here, especially if you hold one person can eat it. Yeah. So you definitely got the tamisa. Why is it different than... No. Way? If I have one trefer salami, one kosher salami, they all get mixed up. So now, why is the kosher salami have the flavor of the trefer salami? No. no, no but the, but someone's eating the... Of course the, someone's the, eating the Easter. We know that. So that's that's the, flavor. the problem with the flavor. The, the, the no. Because if I cook uh, all the salamis together, now even the kosher salami has the flavor of the trefer salami. Right. Now there is no kosher because it's all mixed that has the flavor of the trefer salami. But, but if it's wet, you can't taste the difference. You can still eat it, right? Yes, if you can't taste it, but the assumption is up till 60 you can taste it. Beyond well, 60 you, you can't I mean, taste I'm it. I'm talking about rub. Oh, and Yavish be Yavish. No, I'm talking about you could intend, a guy could intentionally put a piece of tray And if you can't taste it, Mehikar, then it would be allowed. It's allowed. We're Mahmer until 60. Correct. Well, no, it's not the Raj, but we're general in Shulchan Aruch. We're Mahmer until 60. Correct. Okay. 
Yes? Good. What is this concept based on? Why do I have to need 60 uh, against uh, the Machos Asuras at this point? Just because it's, uh, the flavor can be felt. So this is based on the concept uh, that's developed by the Gemara Masech. This Nazir called Tam Ki'ikar. The Pazik says in Parashas Nasai that a Nazir is prohibited from drinking wine. And not only is he prohibited from drinking wine, but if he soaked the grapes in water, he's not allowed to drink that water either. Why? It's not wine itself, but the grapes were soaked in the water. So the Gemaris explains, because since it has the flavor of the wine, so the flavor takes on the status of the item itself, and now it's like he's drinking, uh, he's drinking the wine. From here the Gemara Masechus Nazar derives the principle in Kola called Tam Ki'ikar. The flavor is like the item itself. This is also not only found in the Gemara Masechus Nazar, it's the basis for the entire uh, enterprise institution that's found in Parashas Matos of Kasher and Kalim. The Pasuk tells us the time of Mohammed's Midian, that if one uh, purchases or acquires a kli that was used by a nachri to cook machalas asurais, so you're not allowed to use that kli again to cook kosher food unless you first kasher the kli. Whatever, uh, you have to kasher the kli. Why do you have to kasher the kli before you use it? Because, uh, the uh, Gemara explains, there's flavor that's left over from the Macholos Asuras that's embedded within the kli. And if you later cook um, uh, kosher food in this pot that was used for Macholos Asuras, the flavor will come out of the kli and it will go and uh, it will infect your kosher food. Again, even though there's no actual machalos asuras here, all there is is tam. Again, you see the principle tam ki'ikar. The flavor of the machalos asuras that's embedded in the kli will come out and will affect uh, the kosher food. But one minute, don't you have 60 times, whatever flavor comes out of the kli, don't you have 60 times that, let's say, I uh, cooked a lo- guy cooked lobster in the pot. Now I want to cook pasta in the pot. Don't, uh, don't I have 60 times, whatever time of lobster was in the, embedded in the pot, don't I have 60 times uh, the volume in the pasta that I'm cooking? So the answer is, you don't. Because the Shulchan Aruch writes over here in Yerodeah Simen Tzadikhah Sivdawud, we don't know how many times or to what intensity he cooked lobster in the pot. So therefore we have to assume that the entire pot is saturated with the flavor of the lobster. So you need 60 times, not the little particles of tam, you need 60 times the volume of the pot in uh, the pasta, let's say, that you'd be cooking. The Shulchan Aruch says, You need 60 times the volume of the entire pot. It might be entirely saturated with the flavor of the lobster. So, and the assumption is, in most pots, you do not have 60 times the volume on the inside of the pot uh, against the, the volume of the pot itself. Unless you have a gigantic pot that's very thin. So you won't have 60 times the volume of the pot in what uh, can be cooked inside of the pot, and therefore you have to kasher the kli. Because whatever time comes out of the kli is going to affect and you won't, you're, what you're cooking in the pot, and you won't have 60 times what you're cooking. And this is all, again, based on the principle of tam ki'ikar. At the same time... Is there a difference between basa v'chol 
there are some differences, yeah, but not with regards to that. Uh, is there a distinction in material? I mean, metal doesn't really hold tom. The assumption in Chazal is that metal does uh, does hold tom. You can test it with radioactive isotopes, and all of this has been done, and really beyond the scope of our discussion. But the assumption is, and let's just leave it at that, is that is that it does it does absorb it does absorb. Uh, no matter how dense the metal is, it absorbs it absorbs yeah, time. Glass, so the glass, glass does not absorb. No. Glass pot that was used to cook. Well, there's a big machlekes about glass. Um, is glass considered to be worse than metal because it it's like cheres, it's like earthenware, and we're machmer on that on Pesach, as everybody knows. We don't use glass kalim on Pesach. On Pesach, we're machmer that glass is like earthenware. The rest of the year, we're ma- we're makel that glass doesn't absorb at all. Shia v'lobali, it doesn't absorb. So a, gl- a glass that was used, a glass pot for lobster? A glass pot for... L- lobster, and they uh, don't want to... So like, so Pyrex. So Pyrex is a... Because otherwise you can't use glass for hot. So Pyrex is a further machlekes is Pyrex, because it's a different type of alloy. It's not pure glass. So it's actually considered to be like metal or like glass. We have two sets of Pyrex, most people in their homes, not to use for milk inflations. But, uh, yeah, much larger discussion. Okay, but there is one limitation to Tom Kieker. Again, when you bring Mavato Yavish Yavish, it's enough with Roiv. You, if you cook it together, it's Lach Balach. Now, all of a sudden, you need 60 times uh, the Malchalas Asuras because Tom Kieker. If you cook it in a pot, you need 60 times the volume of the pot because we assume the pot is saturated with the flavor of the Malchalas Asuras. But there's one limitation before we get to our issue at hand. There is one lim- limitation to this principle of Tom Kieker that the flavor is considered to be like the uh, item itself. And that is what the Gemara tells us over here on Oishei and the Gemara Mesefes of Eidazara, that that's only if it uh, gives off a positive flavor. If it gives off a negative flavor, it's noising tam lefgam. Let's say the pot is a day old, it's 24 days old. You cooked the lobster more than 24 hours ago, so the assumption of the Gemara is meikaradin deiraisa, you don't have to kasher the pot. We do it with our abundance, you shouldn't confuse pots. Eno ben yomo, otu ben yomo. But meikra din, you don't have to kasher the pot, because the flavor that it imparts is harmful. It, it, uh, it does not uh, aid in the, you know, help the fl- flavor of the food that you later cook in it. It uh, detracts from it. It's called noisen tam lefgam. At that point, we no longer apply the principle of tam kiika, and the flavor of the old lobster will now be bato beroid. Because since that flavor is, is a negative flavor, the Gemara comments on the Pesach and Parashas Re'eh, you shouldn't eat any nevela, any tray for meat. What should you do? Give it to the gear. What if it's a harmful flavor? The gear is not going to want to take it. Who would want bad food? So the Gemara says, If it doesn't taste good, even the gear is not going to want it. So therefore, since if it doesn't taste good, the gear wouldn't want it. We don't apply the principle of Tam Ki Ikar, and now it would be both of Beroif. So moving over to our issue... That's only, only by Tom. Huh? Only by Tom. Not only by Tom. Even though we learned that from the video. Correct. Not Tom. Yes. Okay? Right. So if you mix Malchalas Asuras together with uh, kosher food, in general we bottle by Roy, but if it's nice and Tom, so then you need Shishim, you need 60 times the Malchalas Asuras, and if you cook it in a pot, then you need 60 times the volume of the pot, because we assume it's all saturated with the flavor of the Malchalas Asuras, assuming that it gives off a positive uh, flavor. So the issue uh, at hand of the blended whiskeys and the sherry casks is, as we all know, um, and it's commented upon here in the Gemara Sechtabay Dezara, for whatever reason, wine that is produced by a non-Jew is prohibited midra bonon. One Gemara seems to indicate that it's prohibited because we're afraid they used it for the practices of Abay Dezara, Mishum Chashash Nisuch, 
and if they've used it for the practice of other desires, also bahana, not only in consumption but in any form of benefit. The other uh, concern is the Gemara tells us in the of Avodah we're concerned that you might come to marry his daughter because uh, you enjoy a lifetime supply of this wine. So the regards to Mishum ben Oseim, the Rishonim debate which is the primary uh, reason, motivation, is it because of Chashash Nisuch or is it ben Oseim? Perhaps a combination of the two. Either way, as we all know, Stam Yayin. Uh, wine that's produced by a non-Jew is uh, prohibited. In fact, it's, uh, the Gemara tells us in uh, Megillah that was one of the things Haman complained about. You shouldn't keep the Jews around. They disrespect you because if you would touch their wine, they wouldn't drink from it. Okay, so even if a non-Jew only handles the wine, uh, it would also uh, be prohibited the Easter of Stam Yayim. So in the 1950s, Rabbi uh, Pinchas Taitz uh, said that he was alerted to this issue by Rebleza Silver that uh, they became aware that in the blended whiskeys they mixed in some sherry wine, some stamiyayin, belonging to non-Jews. And since it was such a small percentage, it was up to 2.5%, it didn't have to be listed on the label. So this became an issue of stamiyayin that's mixed into, uh, into whiskey, which was always assumed to be kosher. Whiskey is, uh, as we know, fermented wheat. So that's fine. The problem is that the sherry was getting mixed in. So you'll say, well, okay, but it's both of a right. The problem is, if it's up to 2.5%, so you don't have shishim, you don't have 60 times uh, the wine that gets mixed in, and we're dealing with lach balach, the tam spreads throughout the entire mixture. You would need 60 uh, corresponds to the value, against the value of the sherry, and they don't have 60 against the value of the sherry. That it was 100% pure. Yeah, we assume it's whiskey. Whiskey is whiskey. Like beer. Most types of beer. You also don't need Ashkoch either. It's because it's an industry that they have to maintain a certain standard. So, yes. Right. Milk, similar thing. Or scotch, yeah. The assumption is that it's because uh, they have their own laws about what's allowed to be scotch. So they're not going to uh, lose their uh, ability to but call it scotch. You can't taste the wine? We'll get to it. 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 Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. So that was one issue that uh, Rabbi Tights raised, and therefore he started giving hashgachas uh, to, to whiskey to make sure they didn't mix in uh, sherry wine. The uh, later issue, which is what's become more of a common issue in our times, that we don't have too much of the sherry mixed into the blended uh, whiskey, <coughs> certainly into the blended scotch, but what is an issue, continues to be persistent in our times, is the scotch which is aged in sherry cask, was already raised by Diane Weiss in his chuvas in the Minchas Yitzchak. They age wine in casks, and then they used to ship the wine from Spain uh, to Scotland, that was just what, what occurred, and they used to, uh, they had these casks around, they couldn't use them to, for anything, so they decided to age the scotch uh, in, the, in, the, in the casks. So even though you'll say, huh? It was just, pre- that, that was what was around. It happened to be, it was cheap, extra, correct. But I thought they burned the inside first. They might do other things, but there's sherry that's embedded in the, in the walls of the cast. So now you'll say, but one minute, who cooked in the pot? We said, yes, if you cook in a pot, or you mix in malchalas asuras, then you have a problem. Nobody here is cooking the sherry in the cask. So we need one other piece of information, and that is, the Gemara tells us in Mesech if you soak something in a pot for 24 hours, it's the ilu you cooked it there. It's as if it's cooked. Kavush kemavushal. 
So if that's the case, the sherry that was uh, stored in these casks, as if it was cooked in the casks, and then by aging the scotch in those very same casks, as if you're cooking the scotch in the casks, based on the principle of kavush kumavusho. Uh, and again, uh, the, the, the question would be, you don't really have shishim uh, corresponding to the whole volume of the cask. We said if you cook something in a pot, you need uh, 60 times the volume of the pot in order to be mavatulet. We're afraid the entire pot is saturated with the flavor of the macholas asuros. And here, if the entire cask is saturated with the flavor of the sherry, and then you're cooking the scotch in it, you, you, you know, you would not have 60 times the flavor of the sherry, uh, of the volume of the cask in the scotch that, uh, that you're aging. And that was the issue that was addressed by, uh, by Diane Weiss. So both Ramosha and Diane Weiss uh, begin with a tzav kula based on the Gemara Mesechtas of Zara. The Gemara tells us in Mesechtas of Zara that even though, as we said, with regards to most isurim that are lach balach, are cooked together with one another, you need 60 times the machol sasurois, or the volume of the pot, in order to be mavatolet, it could be that wine is different. The Gemara here discusses two cups of wine, one shachulin ve'echad shel truma. One cup of chulin, which is permitted, the other one of truma. You mix them together, you're allowed to drink the, uh, the mixture. What's the Shiloh? You have machal sasuris, you have kosher food, you mix the two together, of course you're not allowed uh, to eat it. What's the Shiloh? The Shiloh is, because the Gemara tells us over here, Ois Yud, that all wine in those days was, uh, was very strong, wasn't able to be drunk the way it was. Uh, you had to mix it together with water. So they used to mix it with three times water for one time wine. Says Rava Kochamer Dulodori Achad Klas. It doesn't have a ratio of three to one. Lav Chamerhu. He wasn't able to be drunk, so it had to be a volume of three to one. So go back to the Gemara of Masechtas Vaydazar. So the Gemara says, if you mix the two together, so now what do you have? You have one time uh, one measure, let's say, of Truma wine that's prohibited, and then you have. Three times water, opposite that, in order to mix that, that wine to make it drinkable. And then you have wine with afkulin, regular wine, also mixed with three times water. So says the Gemara, The regular wine we ignore, that's irrelevant to this discussion. So you have six times water corresponding to the one time, one measure of uh, truma wine, so the six measures of water uh, are mavatel, the one measure of truma wine. So writes the Ran, how did, uh, how did that occur? Even though usually you require 60 times the volume of macholos asurois, yai and shiny. Wine is different. Once you have uh, water that's mixed in si- uh, wine that's mixed in six times its volume of water, so now it doesn't impart a positive flavor anymore. It imparts a negative flavor. And even though we usually have a principle of tam kiikar, and that's why you require sixty times the volume of macholos asur if it's mixed together, here we would not apply the principle of tam kiikar as we saw before. It's nice and tam lavgam, like that little bit of grape juice that's left in a cup. You know, you poured kiddush into a glass, then later you put a piece of, you know, a drink of water in, there's that ichy flavor of the, the wine, the leftover flavor of the grape juice, it's a negative flavor. So it says the Tazav, it gives off a negative flavor, since we don't apply the principle of Tam, uh, so it would be allowed. And that's what's quoted over here in the Shulchan Aruch, over here, Oisid Aleph, if you have one measure of wine that's mixed in six times its volume of water, even though you don't have 60 times the Malchalas Asurais, we assume that the Stam Yain would be permitted, uh, because we don't, uh, we, we don't need Shishim when it comes to wine, it's enough if you have 6 to 1. You don't need 60 to 1. Now that's wine in water. 
What about mixing wine? In our discussion, let's start with Ramesh's issue of mixing, which is the classical issue, mixing the sherry into the whiskey. So, you're not mixing it into water, you're mixing it into a different food item. Or let's say Perman puts wine into a dish, a tapshio, uh, a solid food that you're cooking. So, do we still apply the rule that six, like six times water is mavato, one measure of, of wine? Or perhaps that's only water to wine, not when it comes to other mixtures. So the shach over there in Oisid Aleph writes, Davka yai nesach b'mayim. You put it into a different mixture. And no, it's also till sixty. You mix the sherry into scotch, into whiskey, then uh, you would need sixty times the volume of the wine. You couldn't get away with six to one. Six to one is when it's mixed in water. The water uh, affects it differently than if it's mixed in other liquids. However, the Taz over here, Oisid Bays, the Taz disagrees, and the Taz writes, "Vehua din b'shar mashkim." This is water is innocuous. If you mix it into another liquid, certainly, uh, then it's going to, the wine is not going to impart a positive flavor, rather a negative flavor. And it is bottle in other liquids. If it's bottle in water, it's certainly bottle in other liquids. So it's a the shach and the taz. The shock holds a shear of 6 to 1. They usually pull, again, wine is different. Most Yisurim, you need 60 to 1. Wine is different. There's enough with 6 to 1. Question is, is that only in water, even if you mix it in other liquids? The Gemara said it by water. The shock assumes it's only by water. Wine in the water, it gets uh, diluted. It doesn't give off a positive flavor. The Taz assumed that it was even in other liquids as well, that uh, the wine gets mixed in 6 to 1, it becomes, it becomes permitted. Now, why is it permitted, though, Rabbi Zayi? Why is the wine... Let's come back to one second. Let's just come to our senses over here. Why is the wine mutter uh, if it's mixed into 6 times its volume of water or 6 times its volume of whiskey, according to the Taz? Why is it allowed? Because it's so diluted that it gives off a negative flavor. But why are they mixing in the sherry into the blended whiskey? Because they give off a positive flavor. And certainly you tasted it, otherwise they wouldn't bother doing it uh, in the first place. It was presumably of equal value or greater value than the whiskey itself. It wasn't a filler, you know, like uh, putting salami or something. This itself was uh, contributing to the flavor of the whiskey. That's why they did it in the first place. So Rev. Tights raised the issue, even according to the Taz, perhaps we have a problem. Because the Ramah writes over here, Simen Tzadiches, Sifches, that aval, even if you have 60 uh, times the volume of the macholas asuros, but it's such a powerful item that it gives off a flavor beyond uh, 60 to 1. Now they have these chemicals you can put in, you know, such a concentrate, one drop into this giant vat, you can continue to taste it forever. So, if that's the case, says the Ramah, it's something that's called avidi l'taima, it gives off a very strong flavor, so then, uh, even if you have the proper volume to be mavato, it's not botel, because you can continue to taste the flavor. So, over here as well, uh, Taitza argued to Ramosha that uh, even according to the Taz, even according to the Taz, we have a problem mixing in the sherry into the whiskey, because you can continue to taste it, that's why uh, they do it, and it gives off a positive flavor. So Rav Moshe um, was Mako, uh, at least according to the Taz. According to the Shach, we have an issue. The only time wine is bottled 6 to 1 is when it's in water, not in other liquids. So in the Shach, we already have an issue. But at least according to the Taz, Rav Moshe argued a Tzad Lekula. Because Rav Moshe said the reason why wine is bottled, at least in water, 6 to 1, 
if you have six times the volume of the water against the one time the volume of the wine, it's not because it gives off a negative flavor like the Ran uh, told us. Ramayisha suggests, and this is a suggests the reason is because it's no longer wine. Even though the flavor is still detectable, and it might even be a good flavor, but that's not the flavor of wine. It's a different flavor. The Ramayisha, it's, it, it's a different issue. It's no longer wine. Its status as wine has been lost. Ramayisha is basing himself on the Gemara Masech, the Psachim over here. Look back at Oisio, the second part of that Gemara. The Gemara says, Boy Rav Nachman bar bar Oven, Let's say you poured water over a wine dregs, you know, the, the squeezed out grapes, and now you have water with a flavor of wine. So Amalei, Mahu, what's the, there? The Gemara is discussing bracha. Do you make shahako or do you make bari priyagofen? Mahu, what's the bracha? So Amalei, Misavarta Chamrahu, Kiyuabaalmahu. This is not wine. This is water with a flavor of grapes. It's acid. What do you call it? The Kiyua means acid, but what it means is it's no longer wine. Even though you have the flavor of wine, but it's not wine. Because it's been diluted too far. See, Ramosha is arguing wine is different than all other machalos or machalos asuras when it comes to stamiyayin. It's because all other machalos asuras, when you put it into a mixture, the flavor gets weakened, but it maintains its status. When you put wine into a mixture, it, that flavor doesn't get weakened, it gets diluted, and it's no longer the same item anymore. It's just not wine, it's not stamiyayin anymore. So Ramosha argues if you mixed in this 2% of sherry into the blended whiskey, it's not that, uh, that uh, it's like other machalas asuros, uh, that if you can taste it, it still maintains its status as wine, uh, and therefore uh, you would need 60, or you'd have to be a bottle to, to you can no longer taste it anymore. Ramosha said even if you can taste the wine, you're not tasting the flavor of wine anymore. It's no longer wine. It's lost its status as wine from the fact that it's been uh, diluted in another liquid. So even if it goes off a positive flavor, um, it's no longer stabiayin. So it's permitted. Nothing to do with bittel then, really. Nothing to do with bittel, really. It loses its status as wine. Would he say the same if it was Yanshat Truma? It's because Xero was on Yenesach. That's how he understood the shear of six to one. Why is wine different than other Machalos Asuras? The answer is because wine doesn't get weakened, wine gets diluted, and it's no longer wine. But he would talk in terms of the whiskey, the wine. The oh, no, but Truma, though, maybe not, because you have the Machalos of Truma, yeah. But you talk about the, it's not because the, the wine. Uh, right, it's here it loses its status as Tamiyayin. Yeah. The whiskey is not the wine. You talk about the wine being a sherry cask. And we didn't get the sherry cask. This is the sherry that's mixed into the whiskey. Just some wine. You talk about the whiskey being a different status than Wine. Whiskey the, is different than wine. Whiskey has the same status as wine. No, whiskey is uh, whiskey is, uh, wheat. <laughs> Beer. Same difference. But is Ramosha assuming that the, the driver of what determines the bracha is the same driver as what determines... Whether it retains its integrity as stamiyayin. Can we still call this wine? That stam- again, stamiyayin is exerid the on wine, not on other liquids. So Ramesh assumed that the, it loses its status as, not because it gives us a negative flavor. The push-up shot is the reason why wine is 6 to 1 is because other liquids don't give off a negative flavor if you mix it with other uh, liquids. Whereas wine, once you start diluting it, it tastes, it tastes gross. But Ramesh is saying that's not the reason. The reason is, or at least it's not the reason over here, or perhaps the secondary reason, and that is once you dilute wine, it no longer retains its integrity, its status as wine, and is no longer then uh, bound by the Xerah of Stamiyayin, that you might come to marry his daughter or a friend of Nisa, and therefore it's allowed. Correct. He's saying it's no longer Yes. What? It's six to one, though? Six to one. So you could drink sangria six to one? 
you, know, you can't be mavatel isla This is the nachrim yeah. doing it for themselves. They do it for they don't why, do why it for the Jews. Hopefully, why wouldn't it? He's saying he wants to start making mixed drinks with tray for one. That's a mavatel isla chachila. But that's a pitul. I haven't gone that far. The guy is allowed to do it, and he's doing it for goyim. That's what Moshe said. He's not doing it for the Jews. He's doing it for the goyim, and we're buying. We're, we're, we're enjoying it. He's doing it for the goyim. Let him do it for the goyim, and we can buy it. Huh? So you go into a bar and you drink sangria. It's already mixed. Yeah, it's already mixed. I don't know. You can't be in the bar in the first place. <laughs> Question. Let's say for medical purposes you, you can't have uh, alcohol and wine. Right. You mix it in water. What percentage, you know, if they dilute it? Why would you do that for kiddish? I'm just saying they just don't want that percentage of alcohol. So they want to dilute it. And let's say they want to make bracha. It's really a whole separate uh, shear about diluting our wine. That's grape juice from concentrate. It's a whole separate topic about diluting our wine. Really, in terms of bracha, you make shahakol, you make bar beer guffin. So one in major shayla, major shayla. So one in six makes wine, not wine. One in six makes wine, not wine. That was Ramayshah's hetter, correct. So Ramayshah said, Ramayshah felt, look, the shach holds when it comes to wine being mixed in other liquids, that's not water, you need 60 to 1. So Ramayshah wrote, Abal Nefesh, Biyachmer al like the shach. The only time the Gemara said the shear of 6 to 1 by wine is when it's mixed in water. But, uh, but Ramayshah said, the Mikra Adin, he felt you could be Semech on the Taz, that, um, that uh, we apply the shear of 6 to 1 in other liquids as well, and even though it gives off a positive flavor, it lost its status of wine by the fact that it's missing 6 to 1. That was with regards to mixing sherry into the whiskey itself. Now, the issue, though, that we deal with primarily is one of... Um, by the way, Ramesha said that's only if you know it was mixed in. Since the Easter of Stam Yain is only the Rabbanan, we would say, Suffolk the Rabbanan Lakula, I have a blended whiskey. Maybe they mix sherry in, who knows? But uh, since Stam Yain is only asking the Rabbanan, I might come to marry his daughter, or Chashash Nisuch, unless I know that it was mixed sherry wine in, you could be Mako, Suffolk the Rabbanan Lakula. But the issue that we're dealing with is not sherry is mixed into the whiskey, but the, whiz, the scotch is Asian sherry casks. So you might think, well, that's better, because they don't mix any wine, no Stam Yain Mamish here at all. On the other hand, it might be worse, uh, it might be worse. The, the, this issue, believe it or not, is addressed directly by the Gemara. The Gemara discusses over here on that Aleph. If you have kankanim kechavim, uh, barrels of wine that was used for stamiyayin, can you uh, store beer inside of these same barrels? So Rav Nachman Rav Yehuda Asri Rav Ashari Rav allowed it, and that's how we paskin. You're allowed to store beer in the let's go for for our, tens of purposes sherry casks. Ravina Shaila Ravchi Bereda Rav Yitzchak Umir Mabai Shikra. He allowed him to put in beer. But also Rama Bechamra, he put in wine. Aha, uh-huh, he made a mistake. So nonetheless, even though one person can make a mistake, I feel Haki Lukashla Lamilsa, even though one person can make a mistake, we don't uh answer the whole practice. Amar Ikriba Almahu. That was one occurrence, we don't have to be concerned with it. But you see from the Gemara, you're allowed to store beer in the wine casks. Why are you allowed to do that? The assumption of the Rishinim is that that is because the wine imparts a harmful flavor to the beer. It harms the beer. 
the beer would taste better had it not been stored in wine casks, had it been stored in uh, beer uh, beer casks or beer barrels, it would have tasted better than had it been stored in the sherry cask. So it gives off a harmful flavor, and therefore it's butter. However, the uh, the Scotch industry. That they used to ship wine from Spain to Scotland in these casks, uh, sherry casks. And they were left around, and that's how they, where they stored the scotch. In the 1970s, though, Spain started bottling their wine in Spain and then shipping it to Scotland. <coughs> so they stopped shipping the sherry casks, and the, so the scotch industry started uh, storing, uh, aging the scotch in different barrels, either bourbon or oak uh, barrels, <coughs> not the sherry casks. Then, in the 1990s, when that uh, whiskey came to the market, the scotch came to the market, the people started to sense something was different about the scotch. And they realized, they traced it back to the fact they stopped aging the scotch in sherry casks. They started putting in other things, and then people noticed the difference. So then, they had to, they started, and they realized the sherry casks were better, and uh, they started to import the sherry casks from Spain. So now it became expensive to get it into the sherry casks. And it became something that people were very proud of, and they put, Baruch Hashem, they posted on the label of every scotch that's Asian sherry cask is posted on the label. If it's not posted on the label, it's not Asian sherry cask, because they spend money to see to it that it's aged in, in sherry casks. So the issue now is, can we really say, look, the Gemara says you could store beer in these sherry casks. Why? Assumption is, because the sherry uh, uh, corrupts, it adulterates the flavor of the beer. Question is, how does the sherry affect the flavor of the scotch? See, the assumption of most is, look, if they go out of their way to store it in the sherry cask, it must, it must give off a positive flavor. If they, no, they, people true, have though. spoken to the Scotch uh, distilleries, they claim either it gives off uh, uh, color, color or, tempers it. or a f- uh, texture or different things. So the opinion, though, of Shlomo Miller, a very mafusim dik paisik, of the Gedalia paiskim, in America, he lives in Toronto. He lives in Toronto. Uh, he lives in Toronto. But in our, uh, in the Chutzlarts over here, one of the Gedalia Apaiskim nowadays, uh, issued a psaac that was given to the CRC of Chicago that he felt that there is no raya from the fact that they store the scotch in the sherry cask that it gives off a positive flavor, contributes a positive flavor to the scotch. He felt that they, they do it for the fragrance. Because he said, look, people are buying single malt scotch nowadays. Now, no, people don't even like the blended scotch, which is just mixed, uh, you know, yichus of scotch. People want the single malt scotch. Anything that's not single malt scotch adulterates the flavor of the scotch. Why then do people enjoy the sherry cask? Because it gives off a positive fragrance. And uh, fragrance, recha, recha lav milsi, that you don't have to be concerned of in terms of machalasasurus. So he claimed that the sherry does not contribute positively to the flavor of the scotch, and therefore he felt, adin, uh, it is allowed. That was the opinion of, uh, that is the opinion of Shlomo Miller. Many, though, uh, are hesitant to allow it, because Lamaiza, they store it in sherry cans. How could it be? You speak to a guy at the kiddish, he'll tell you, oh, I could taste even whether, who knows? You put, uh, put something else in the bottle, who knows what, he, uh, what he's drinking? But many people claim that they can taste the flavor of the sherry in the, in the scotch, it's smoother uh, or something. And if it does contribute positively to the flavor of the scotch, then we have, uh, we have an issue. What is the issue? The, the issue is that, again, it's like you cook the sherry in the cask, so you need 60 times the, uh, the volume of uh, the scotch to be uh, 60 times the volume of the cask in the scotch in order to be mavato it. However, there is another tzalakula. No, so Ramesha said that's not true by wine. Because wine, if it's so diluted, at least 6 to 1, let's say 6 to 1, 
It's no longer wine to be permitted. That was Ramosha. And wine less than 61 is no longer wine. So the issue is they have tested the volume of the casks where the sherry is stored and the scotch is later aged. You do not have even 6 to 1 in the volume of the scotch against the volume of the cask. So even if we go with Ramosha's Kula, a mixing in the sherry into the wine, 6 to 1 is no longer wine, you don't even have 6 uh, times the volume of the cask in the scotch. So, so that, that's the issue with the sherry kiss. There is one final tzadakula, and that is, over here though, we're not dealing with wine, again, that was cooked in the kiss, it's kavush kamavusho. Is that really true when it comes to kavush, something that's soaked in the kiss, do you really assume that the flavor is saturated within the kiss like you cooked it in the kiss, and you need 60 to 1 against the volume of the entire cask, or 6 to 1 against the volume of the entire cask, or maybe it's just the surface of the cask. So if you look over here, uh, back, uh, this is the last issue, if you look back at the Shulchan Aruch in Ois Dalid, so the Shulchan Aruch told us you need uh, to be mavatal the entire volume of the kli in which you cook the malcholas as surais, we're afraid it's entirely saturated, writes the Shach, even if it's Nesar, Nesar, they kvishat tzarech l'shar neged kuloi, even if it's just soaked there, you need to be mavatal, we assume it's saturated throughout the entire kli. However, the Taz disagrees. Look down at the Taz over here, Ois Tezvav. Again, the Taz comes to the rescue for the Scotch drinkers. If it's just left there and it's cold, it was never cooked, it's soaked in the clay, only the surface of the uh, cask is absorbed with the flavor of the wine. You only have to have the volume against the surface of the cask. So six to one against the yes. surface of the kiss. That you have. And the Shulchan Aruch seems to support this, at least when it comes to Stam Yayin. Because that's only the Rabbanon anyway. Says the Shulchan Aruch over here, When it comes to Stam Yayin, which is only the Rabbanon, you only have to be concerned with the surface of the cask. The Shach disagrees. He doesn't like this Psach of the Shulchan Aruch. So the shach will be machmer, even just by soaking wine, uh, aging the wine in the cask, you would need 60 times the volume of the cask in the scotch, or 6 at least, which you don't have. But according to the Taz, and perhaps according to the simple reading of the Shulchan Aruch, all you need is 6 times the volume of the surface of the cask. So once again, it comes back to that issue. If you assume, like Shlomo Miller, with regards to the sherry cask, that the sherry imparts a harmful flavor, it uh, adulterates the pure flavor of the scotch, so then you can be mako based on that. But otherwise, you have to come back to the coolers of Ramaisha of 6 to 1. Once it's less than uh, 6 to 1, it's no longer considered to be wine. And you'd have to rely on the cooler of the Taz that uh, you know, when the Kavush by Stam Yayin, if it's soaked in the cask, you only have to be Movato, uh, the volume of the surface of the cask, not the entire cask itself. So again, I think we should follow Ramaisha that uh, there's room for a person to be a Baal Nefesh, Yachmar Atma, but there's certainly, certainly basis for those who, uh, who are Mako uh, uh, to continue to drink the, the Scotch's age in the sherry cask.